Welcome, friends, to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. How to turn your recovery into your superpower. This solo episode is very near and dear to my heart. For 40 years, I guess, I don't know, 30, 40 years, I have been working with people who have really had to deal with serious addictions of all different kinds. I've even struggled with some of my own addictive kind of things too. And I watch people suffer in misery. I watch silent pain with gifted people. I remember people in gifted organizations telling me that gifted people don't have addiction problems, which is crazy. They sense it changed their mind, right? Years later. And I watch people die of this disease over and over and over again. And I watch the, the legal system and the medical system, and I see all of the different things happening over the course of my career. And some of it is, is nauseating, and some of it is great. But here's what I know. I know that your recovery can be your superpower. And I know that some of the definitions and some of the ways that people think of these concepts don't, doesn't work. And what I also know is that I've intuitively, and, and because of my education and experience and my connection, been able to really dial in and help people solve issues and take care of things and get out of the trap of the deadliness of an addictive disease in ways that they surprise them. I also know that I'm the one that's called a lot of times when somebody tries and tries and tries to change their life and for whatever reason cannot do it. They, they want to, but it doesn't work. So in this episode, I'm going to share some of the things that, that are time-tested, trial-tested with my clients over many decades. Some of the ideas might sound a little goofy or weird, and they don't always align with the traditional models because traditional models don't typically work in and of themselves, even though some of them are very valuable. So let's do some definitions. Recovery. If we're going to turn our recovery into a superpower. What does that mean? In fact, I worked at a substance abuse treatment center for a while as the director and my business card had the name with the name of the place, Recovery. And somebody asked me if I was repossessing cars. So everybody has a different term for that. Some people think recovery means not drinking or using um, drugs or alcohol. Some people think recovery means my broken leg is better, right? So my definition of recovery is to feel better. Like nobody seeks treatment or help for something to feel worse. Nobody whether it's they're drinking too much, whether they, they hurt themselves, whether they don't feel good or whatever it is. Any form of recovery means that that person is seeking to feel better. So that's my definition. 
So when somebody comes into my world and they're asking for my assistance in whatever capacity, I know that what they're trying to say is, I feel really miserable. I don't know what to do. Help me feel better. So the first step is to give that person hope that, yes, you can feel better. Yes, there's a solution. Yes, there are things that you need to do, you know, that will get you where you want to go. The answer is yes, there's hope. I had one girl one time um, that I was talking to when I was running a substance abuse treatment center. And when I was doing her intake and she was just crying and everything. And at the end of the conversation, she said, is there hope for me? And I said, of course, there's hope for you. And she told me many years later, after she graduated the program, has stayed consistently sober now, it's probably over 12, 13 years, and has since told me that she had a plan to kill herself when she left me if she didn't have any hope. And she was so glad I said what I said, because she has followed a way of living that has changed her life forever, and she's alive today because she could feel hope. So the first step to realizing your recovery is your superpower is whatever you're recovering from, in there is hope for other people and for yourself in the story. Whether you're recovering from trauma or anxiety or depression or substances, it's all the same process. We need hope. We need to know that somebody understands us, gets us, and will help us see the way. That's the way it works. So I gave her hope by saying, yes, there is hope for you. And one of my superpowers in my recovery from a really chaotic childhood at times and a magnificent childhood at other times, very, very on and off, so many different things. And not understanding my giftedness and not understanding my sensitivities and being made fun of a lot. So I had to heal all of the, those wounds over my, my lifetime. And one of the things that has come out of it as my superpower is that I'm a very good listener. I can listen deeply to what somebody's saying and I can feel and listen on a real level what they're not saying. And every person in my presence matters to me. So my work is not just a job. So one of my superpowers is being able to connect on that level in a way that serves people to the best of my ability. I'm not perfect and I'm not claiming to be perfect because I'm not. But I know my superpower of that has really helped people. And I'm grateful that I I've kept going, right? When I wanted to give up with dark nights of the souls and crying spells and thinking I was broken and not knowing what to do. I've been through it all. And I'm glad I'm here today. And I'm glad I've kept prevailing and pursuing what works, right? So after you get hope, what do you do next to turn it into your superpower? Well, the next thing you do is you gain awareness. I have clients of mine that I'm working with right now, several of them, that have really struggled with how to feel better, how to recover, how to feel better. 
Some of it, some of them, it's for, about food. Some of them, it's about work. Some of it's about drinking. Some of it is about feeling less anxious. Some of it is about not being depressed. It's all different things. But the common ground is I want to feel better. So the first thing is awareness, right? We got to get a little hope and then a little awareness that where we are, what's happened, what's going on, how's it affecting us, where are we? Where's the starting point of the journey together? Because you can't recover of any kind by yourself. We are not meant to be isolated. We're human. We're pack animals. Being a mammal, we're, we're meant to be in connection with other human beings. So it's powerful to be in connection with other people who are going on a similar journey as you. Whether it's quitting smoking or um, quitting pornography or stopping work addiction or learning how to love yourself as a sensitive, intensely sensitive, gifted person who didn't realize you needed a little bit of extra love. All of those things have recoveries all over them because it's about feeling better. So we want awareness. Where are we? What's going on? Then the next thing we want to do is have integrity and honesty. We have to have the safety in order to tell the truth. What is happening? What has happened? How is this affecting me right now? How is it affecting you right now? Some people are anxious. This COVID thing is a lot of people up and down, you know, the, everybody's calling people's names and there's all this anger and all this fear. How's it affecting you? And do you want to feel better? So how can you take recovering from this worldwide trauma and make it a superpower so that now you come out stronger, like a phoenix out of the flame? How do you do it? you got to tell the truth and have integrity about it. Integrity means your heart, your head, and your gut all line up. So your head up here, your heart right here, and your gut, your spirit, your heart, and your mind come into alignment. And in that moment, you have integrity. You can then make better decisions for your life, whatever it is, whether it's I need to get healthier and build my immune system. That's a form of recovery. You know, I heard a statistic just the other day that so many people with COVID have diabetes, type 2 diabetes that can be healed and recovered from with proper diet, health, nutrition, right? So not everybody gets the same everything. Not everybody, the same thing helps them, right? It's not the same for everybody. But there are some universal themes that if we come into connection with somebody and we're safe, and we tell the truth that we had then open doors for that inner integrity that allows us to then have a solution to the situation, whatever that solution might be. And it could be different for each one of us, but the process, the process is the same. Then we got to have willingness. <laughs> willingness is a fun one, right? Because most people want change. They want to feel better, but they don't want to do very much work about it. They don't want to feel uncomfortable or miserable, or maybe it's hard, or maybe 
there's a lot of chatter in their head or people telling them they can't do it. Maybe. So the willingness helps us say, you know what? I have hope. I'm telling myself the truth. I have safety because I have people around me who are helping me and supporting me in all different ways. And now I have to be willing to do something different. I have to be willing to step out of where I was to go into a different thing. And um, Einstein said, you can't solve a problem with the same thinking that created it. So one thing I know for sure is whatever you were doing that got you in the jam you're in, that's not the way out. So sometimes traditional methods are, well, let's, re let's rehearse history so we can change the future. Well, we want to acknowledge history and honor history and own our history. Yes. And the same thinking will not lead you out. It's different thinking. We have to solve the problem with different thinking. We get that different thinking from people who are further along the road than us, people who have awareness along the particular road than us, whatever that looks like. See how recovery is far reaching. It's not just substance abuse, folks. It isn't. It's much bigger than that. I promise you, every one of us is recovering from something, right? Then we have to have a connection to ourselves and others. Connection is the correction after all, which means I have to let you know me. And so there's different levels of intimacy, which means in, to, me, see. So as I've also said to people over the years, you can't save your face and your butt at the same time. So if you're going to do a performance and a flight to health performance, you're missing the mark. We turn our recovery into our superpower by being vulnerable, by being authentic, by telling the truth, by having inner integrity, and by trusting someone to walk the road with us. Because we're not meant to do it alone, nor can we. Because you need new information. You need something else to look at. You need an example. You need a way to do it in order to turn it into your superpower. Because what some people do is they say, oh, okay, well, doing cocaine wrecks my family, so I'll just do this over here. So they just switch addictions. Or they think they're going to move across country, and that doesn't do it. Or they let go of some things, but then they pick up other things. And recovery means to feel better. It has nothing to do with switching from one toxic problem to the next. It's about relieving and releasing the inner pain and suffering that is driving the boat that is making you want to do these things. Because addiction is the effect of a spent cause. We must address the cause. And the cause is disconnection from who you are. It's disconnection from your source. It's disconnection from your essence. It's disconnection from you. So you've been running from yourself and hiding and work and food or anger or pain or fear. Go ahead, name it. And we all want to feel better when we, because of the disconnection, drains us. So if we want to feel alive and vital, we begin to get honest about not running from ourselves anymore and seeking a connection with our own essence that's beautiful 
that's amazing and that's powerful. But it takes a ton of work and it takes guts and it takes faith and it takes trust. It's not for the wimpy people. It's not. It's not for people who just kind of want to talk about it and cruise around all day. That's not how it works. It takes a lot of work. But the rewards are great. And my superpower and your superpowers are needed in the world. And we're meant to bring them up. We're meant to bring them into fruition. Yeah, I know. And that's the fun part, right? So I have two different acronyms for exactly how you do the bringing your recovery and turning it into your superpower, right? Two ways that I always am saying to myself all the time. First one's HARK, H-A-R-K. Oh, wow. Okay. Happiness activates right karma. Happiness activates right karma. So karma meaning um, what you put out comes back in your life, right? I'm not talking about it in a religious sense. I'm just using it as a, as a what you put out comes back times 10. So if I think negative thoughts, if I think judgmental thoughts, then I'm going to get it back in my life tenfold. So I better be aware of that, right? So happiness activates right, meaning correct, karma. Hark, hark, the herald angels sing. You could sing the Christmas carol to yourself, right? So happiness connects to our joy, which is our inner state. So if I choose to be happy, because it's a choice, no matter what's going on, it starts to activate our reticular activating system, and it activates our life to bring more happiness back into our world, which then activates our superpowers of listening, of caring for others, of kindness, of generosity, of well-being, of compassion. Some people are really good problem solvers, all different kinds of things. Your superpowers get activated when you fuel it with a high vibration of, of happiness, and fun and curiosity. And sometimes we have to find little moments, little snippet moments, because life feels pretty dark and we're going through a hard time. But there's always those little moments. There's always those little seconds that we can find where even when we're trying really hard to be all upset and depressed and, whoa, 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 you know, stick your lip out, that there's still something funny. Like I had an um, assistant one time and he, um, every time he would get mad or frustrated, he would start laughing, like laughing to break it up, to find a happiness moment. So we can create it. I started out in the beginning of my, my journey, the way I created happiness in the beginning was I would walk around work where I had a very intense and high-powered job with a lot of responsibility. And I was very young. And I was always saying, I'm having fun now. I'm having fun now. I'm having fun now. And I said it over and over. Was I having fun in the moment? No, I wasn't. I was working hard in a very stressful situation, doing interventions for people who were suicidal and other very severe mental illnesses. It was very, very high pressure. But I would walk through the halls of the hospital saying, I'm having fun now. I'm having fun now. And what that did is it helped give me energy so that I could do my work better. And it didn't drain me as much. So we can say we're having fun and we can say things about happiness. 
that help us keep an energy flow, that help us raise up who we are so that what we are dealing with is more palatable. And then we recharge our batteries later. Make sense? Hope it makes sense. So the second acronym I use all the time is TASK, T-A-S-K. Talk, act, and speak kindness. Talk, act, and speak kindness. So if it's not kind, then I try not to say it. Now I'm not perfect. I've messed it up. Oh boy, I've messed it up. But I also know that sometimes when you're being kind to somebody, it's always not mushy, sweet, avoidant. You know, I had somebody that I was working with and they were really playing the victim role really hard and they knew they were and they were capitalizing on it and drumming up tears and really going for it. And so my kind gesture was getting very firm and saying, stop it. Act like the responsible human being you are. Let's stop the game. And immediately, just like that, tears stopped, everything stopped. Why? Because I have a really good skill of listening and hearing what's not being said and feeling undisclosed motives. And if you want to turn your recovery into your superpower and you want to be happy and you want to feel better, you have to be willing to be honest. So sometimes the most kind thing we can do for another person is call out the deception. Don't have to be mean. Don't have to call names. Say the truth. Really. Right? That's hard to do sometimes if you care about somebody. And it's also hard because some people think, oh, you're being mean. I don't think I'm being mean at all. I think I'm telling the truth, which is the most kind thing I can do. Don't have to be mean about it. So we want to think, act, and speak with kindness. That means all people have a safe trip through your brain through your own consciousness, that there's no landmines in there, that you're not secretly thinking negative things about yourself or someone else. So cutting yourself down because you're too fat or too thin or too old, or your eyes are the wrong color, or, oh my God, I can't believe I look that way, whatever, that all needs to hit the road, Jack. And then we want to think kind things about others. Same thing with acting, our, our actions, right? Hurting yourself beating yourself up, cutting on yourself, drinking too much alcohol. That's a, that's a nerve um, anesthetizer. Why? What? Why would you do that? And learning how to have respect and reverence for your being so that your actions have integrity and they're aligned. And then we want to speak words of kindness and have our voice be calm, our throat be calm, our voice in a way that works, that's calm. Now, I am very highly emotional and I have a lot of overexcitabilities as a gifted person. I'm intensely sensitive. That means I have a lot of intensity from all my overexcitabilities and I have spiritual sensitivity. That's what intensely sensitive means, that I have the spiritual component of my intuition. Sometimes it comes through really hard. So sometimes my voice might sound really firm or really animated, or really, uh, right? That doesn't mean it's not kind. So it's, kindness is not tone only. It's motive. 
It's care. It's what are you doing? So when we turn our recovery into our superpower, we do it by elevating the way in which we live and living by higher spiritual principles, principles of love and kindness, compassion, generosity, principles like zeal and order and rejuvenation, right? Those things where those run the show more than our own human, physical, selfish gain. Okay? So that's how we turn our recovery into our superpower. So I have friends of mine who are recovering from, um, a couple of them, from different kinds of cancers. And they're recovered. They're recovering. There's no cancer in their body. They went through a really hard time, and now they're on the other side. So they feel better physically. But they also feel better spiritually because they're more connected to their purpose and who they are and what they're doing. And their lives are dramatically improved as far as their happiness and their joy and their wellness because they took a stand for a higher level of integrity and a higher level of alignment. And it was part of their healing. In fact, I think in both of these two people's cases, I'm thinking of, I'm sure it was their healing. And then there's people who are trying to recover from alcoholism, who are smart and gifted and creative and talented, have everything you'd want to know and everything on the outside looks great, but they're secretly miserable. And what's wrong is the integrity. The inner integrity of their heart, their mind, and their soul is not lined up. They're not liars. They're not bad people at all. In fact, they're great. But somehow there's a misalignment in there. Where their heart says one thing, their mind says something else, and they, they may not even be being, paying attention to their essence or soul. So how's that going to work? We need to wake them up and get everybody talking and everybody in alignment. Then your superpowers emerge, whatever they are. One person that I worked with, when we got him to, um, emer- to kind of embrace all of this, he, he has created so many cool businesses and business opportunities. He's just a, a genius in the business and financial world. First, he had to get aligned. He had to wake up all the parts of him so his superpowers could create something beautiful in physical form. So we do it with specific actions, with telling the truth, with being aware, being willing, willing to do something different, to allow somebody else in our life so that we're not doing it alone. So thinking you can do it alone doesn't work. doesn't work, you guys. No. So I want to encourage you to turn your recovery into your superpower by heart, happiness activates right karma, and task, think, act, and speak kindness. Living from a place of integrity where you're lined up, mind, heart, and spirit, whatever that looks like. That's what's important. All the rest of it are the details. All the people I work with, everybody's on a different journey to feeling better. But the common denominator is that recovery means to feel better. It's not about whether you're drinking or not drinking. It's about feeling better. And if drinking makes you feel bad, whether you're an alcoholic or not, stop it. Do something that helps you feel better. Quit doing the things that make you feel worse. Quit feeding into fear. And quit feeding into all those things that don't serve you. Because they don't work and they drive you down and then you get more and more miserable and more and more pain 
and I want to take a stand right now. And I do it all the time anyway, but I really want to take a stand to encourage you to kind of put that flag in the ground, right? And say, okay, I want to feel better. And I know that what's whatever it is that's got me separated and discombobulated, that there's hope that there's a way and a solution. And I'm willing to go find it and willing to get it. And in that hope, in those actions, emerge your superpower. From there, your superpower shows up. It's very predictable. I have decades and decades and decades of stories and of people who will confirm what I just said. Because the truth is, when I've helped people over many decades in many arenas, as a therapist, as a counselor, as a minister, as a coach, and now as an intuitive mentor, through all the different worldviews and facets and ways of looking at it, the truth is, when we have hope, we're willing to tell the truth and let someone else walk the journey with us. Our superpower emerges every time. And a lot of the times, it's not what you think it is. It's better. So hear me when I say there's hope. Hear me when I say you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to let anger control you. And you don't have to let the thing that is secretly hurting you hurt you anymore. Find a trusted person and start the journey to your freedom and start bringing your superpower out of the darkness and into the light. You have a superpower or you wouldn't be alive and you wouldn't be hearing my voice. There's no accidents. So if you want to hear any more or you want to connect with me, all that information is in the show notes. Join me in my Facebook group, whatever you want to do. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to remind you that you are amazing. You are beautiful, lovable, and capable. And anything that has you disconnected, there's hope for reconnection. And you, you have to do your own work. I do my own work. I'm going through stuff right now in my life, physical pain stuff. And recovery means to feel better, right? Well, I'm telling you, I'm having to work really hard to feel better. And be kind to myself, have compassion, stay aligned. So these lessons work no matter what you're recovering from and no matter when it is in life or how much experience you have. It goes really well with lots of other strategies, but I wanted to share some of the ways I do it to turn what I've been through. And my life has not been easy in a piece of cake. It's been quite difficult at times and quite joyous at other times. All the difference is the key is alignment. That's the key. The key is being willing to keep going no matter what. So, my friends, connect with me if you wish to. I would love to see you in one of my groups or coming to my lives or whatever. Thank you for listening to this episode of Someone Gets Me. And know that as you put your face to the sun and the shadows fall behind you, there's hope for you because you are a rock star here with a purpose on purpose. So let's all go out there every day and light our hope light. Let ourselves shine like the beautiful lighthouses that we are and turn that inner pain, that silent misery into 
into something of beauty that then becomes our superpower simply by saying yes to ourselves and doing the work. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Moved, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.